Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Andrew Fast Podcast. Pretty darn excited to have Eric Wynn here today. Eric, how are you this morning? I'm great. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. For for folks who don't know Eric, I think probably a good way to uh, get to know what we're going to talk about today, which is uh, a, a couple different things. One of them will be slow twitch. One of them is kind of the endurance community, the evol- uh, evolution of the sport. Um but I know Eric more formally as a photographer, uh, and that's kind of how I've come to know him um, in the sport of triathlon and, and, and endurance sport. Um, well, and, a, and a meat chef. Oh, right. I mean, yes, yes you're don't, no, you're, don't label me as a single entity. You're no longer Andrew. vegan. That's right. I've seen the social media posts. What's I've, the deal with this meat stuff? Well, um, I, I like meat. I like, I like cooking. And uh, barbecuing is a lot of fun. You know, you get to be outdoors. It takes hours. Um, you know, there's a it's a healthy way of smelling like smoke. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I just I I enjoy it. And so I have uh, teamed up with uh, certified Piedmontese beef out of Lincoln, Nebraska. Here's my plug for them, since it's not on a you know video. It could show off my hat that I wore. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I, I use their products and, uh, I, I do video of their products and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. And, and like any video that you take, it's uh premium quality. Like I'll, I'll see something that you post and I'm immediately hungry. It doesn't even matter what time of day it is. Like if I wake up in the morning and it's when you had coffee and, uh, there's like this juicy piece of steak. They are juicy videos. Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> So you're good with the camera. Well, how did you become good with the camera? Oh man, trial, trial and error. I've, uh, you know, I, I started doing photography before there was, you know, big presence on on YouTube, and so I uh, would go out and take pictures of uh, triathletes because I've I've always been a tri geek ever since college, which is man, we're getting old. Yeah. We're, it's like 20, I was doing some math on that the other day. It's like 23 years ago. Yeah. I just wrote down a date in my, so what, yeah, 23 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, that was long my freshman for, year. Long, long form blogging. 42. Yeah. So it was, yeah. <laughs> the internet was still alive. It was, it was there. Um, but I, you know, I, I went to Costco. I picked up a Canon Rebel and uh, bought a kit lens and um, it was, it was, during the winter time in Utah, when the inversion kicks in, and uh, it was back when Ironman Arizona was in February, February okay. or March, one of the two, it was early, early spring, and it was just crappy here. And uh, I just wanted to get out and get down to Arizona for some warmer weather and watch the race. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it was back when McKeeley Jones was doing Ironman. Yeah. And um, I went down there and just became a super fan. And started shooting pictures and and that's that's when i started yeah so it was a little bit of an adventure slot you know like get out and you know just go capture some images get out of town 100 percent. yeah yeah and that that evolved you know i remember a conversation we were having about like okay you know fast forward to now um or even you know maybe mid midway between now and and uh the story that you just told and it was kind of like then it started to escalate you started to take better photos and 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 uh Kona is kind of this interesting uh, time of year for triathletes, right? It's like how a lot of people, when you talk to world champions, they like watch it on TV and then they become uh, a triathlete. And the whole goal is to, it's like going to the Olympics. They just want to go to Kona. Yeah. Uh, and you've been there to capture that. You know, what, what, what's the story behind the lens of your experiences at Kona as a. Wow. Know, we went media. from how I started photography to straight into Kona. Yeah. That's the fast forward. That's yeah. the, the, I mean, that literally it's, is it's all anybody, forward. you know, <laughs> well, let's back up a little bit to photography. Um, you know, that'll segue into this, this Kona conversation. You know, one of the things that, um, inspired me to, to start doing more photography was, you know, at the time, um, you know, before live streams and all that stuff with Ironman there, um, you know, there was a couple of really good companies that were doing photography. And, you know, when race day galleries were like this cool, unique thing that that helped you be present mm. at a race that you weren't 
there. Mm -hmm. And I remember getting on um, xtry.com mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and digital, I forget the name of the company, digital something. Yeah. They were the, they were the guys that were bringing all of the pro photos to the internet. Yeah. After, after those epic ba battles, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, the first years of Iron Man and when it became really popular. And, and so it was, it was, the idea was cool that, that I could go and, uh, you know, somehow contribute to that coolness online by being present at an event and, and capturing those moments of those, those amazing athletes and, uh, you know, post them online. Yeah. And so at the time I was the shop manager at SBR sports oh, and yeah. down in Utah County. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, triathlon was a big hobby of mine still is today, but that's when I really started to fall in love with the sport, but also the imagery of, of the sport. Yeah. And, um, and so I, um, you know, I reached out to xtry.com and, uh, got them to, to give me, you know, media credentials so I could go and shoot other races to get mm -hmm. out of the winter cold. Yeah. Um, so I would go shoot um, Ironman California 70.3 Oceanside in Arizona. And I just did that a couple of years. And um, while I was doing that, I, I started to learn a lot of the settings of the camera, <laughs> you know, going from automatic to AV mode to full manual and, um, you know, started to hone my skills and, um, and, and started to get to know some of the pro athletes mm -hmm. um, that eventually you know, really helped launch my career is what it is now, um, you know, being a, a full-time photographer and videographer. Mm -hmm. um, and that led me to shooting a race once uh, in Kansas, Kansas 70.3. Um, and I, and I was covering uh, Chrissy Wellington at the time. And, uh, you know, Chrissy um, was the one that helped me get into Tacona. Did you see how right. I segmented that into the kind of the fast forward? That was way smooth. Yeah, I appreciate the buffer. <laughs> yeah, no worries. No, no worries. Um, and so she was the one that essentially got me media credentials to shoot Kona um, because she reached out to Iron Man and, and basically said, I want this guy to be my personal photographer for the race. Um, huh. I guess I just wasn't annoying. You know, yeah, and, um, and, and, and I wasn't that dude that just stuck a camera in their face, yeah, you know, during yeah. the race, um, yeah, and an ability to connect with people who are just you know, these are world class individuals outside of sport. So, Chrissy, you must have gotten to know her a bit. What was impressive about her personality and, and character that made you even want to go and be part of it? Uh, well, I mean, she she was, I mean, she, at the time, I was starstruck. You know, mm -hmm. because it's Christy Wellington. Yeah. I mean, returning Ironman, you know, world champion. Yeah. Um, you know, at first I just kind of laughed when she when she said it because you know I had barely, you know, I had a really hard time getting credentials for Kansas seventy point three. I mean, this is my third race ever getting credentials at, yeah. and it was tough. And uh, so the idea of going to Kona and getting credentials was just kind of laughable. Yeah. Um. But, you know, when it when it came to Chrissy, um, you know, I think when you're at that level, well, I don't think I know now, fast forward, you know, when you're at that level um, and you're, you know, you got to be pretty selective with with who is in your camp and who you want to, to be in in your camp. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone is 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 attacking them you know they want a piece of that yeah. they want to be a part they want to be friends they want to know them and you know and so they they become pretty selective with who they are around and um you know i think it was a benefit to her because she was able to have somebody who respected her space mm -hmm. you know understood to a small degree um the dedication that it was to go through you know being at that level and, uh, you know, when to be annoying with, hey, we got to get this done versus I'm not even going to talk to her because 
she's in her own world and she needs to just do her thing. Yeah. And, um, and so I think, you know, that was a big stepping stone for me to go and to start my career in the, uh, the Ironman world championship space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An ability to, I, I think it, you know, it was kind of a fast forward though, because that was your, you, you mentioned a minute ago, third race with credentials. I mean, it really wasn't, sounds like a pretty quick escalation. Oh, into, massive. You know, and now you're, now you're going from, uh, 70.3 Kansas to the world championships where the, the, yes. the, the, the microscope, the, 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 it's a narrow lens. I mean, it's, it's, it's all systems go sponsorship money's on the line. You know, it's a, it's a high stakes day. And so for you as a photographer, uh, I guess behind the lens, got to do a good job. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it was not only was I around, you know, the legendary athletes, but I was invading the legendary photographers. I mean, guys that I had, you know, looked up to and, you know, studied their work and watched all the stuff that they had shot from the Big Island and, and other races. And all of a sudden I was this new kid at the moto meeting getting the uh, the first, um, you know, moto pick. And everyone was kind of looking at me like, who in the, is this guy? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I remember standing there and I had a decision, you know, because I had all of these motorcycles, you know, at my disposal. Yeah. And uh, I I picked the shittiest one. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. What was the logic? You didn't want to. You didn't... I, I was the new guy. Uh-huh. I didn't want to make enemies. Uh-huh. Um, I knew I didn't really know what I was doing anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the shittiest camera. Nice. So I figured I would pick the shittiest moto <laughs> and uh, maybe, you know, keep some friends in the long term. Uh, it sounds like Ford versus Ferrari or something where you're like in the pre-race meeting and everyone's kind of looking around and uh, you can either be instantly become an enemy or you can just kind of like yeah. sink in and do yeah. the work, you know. And I think that's that's something that I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about, too, because you've clearly done the work, right? You connect with somebody like Chrissy. And I think there's probably a connection there and this happens outside of, and it, it spans any industry, but there's a connection there because some, she saw something in your abilities too. Right. I mean, like she, like you said, they, they are, people are selective and who they want to collaborate with or work with or something. So from that moment in Kona, you know, it was kind of like, boy, I better do a good job. You know, I better, I better produce something that's a value to this community I care about, you know, yeah. because what, what you've told me and what I've gathered is, you're coming from a shop manager position and you care about the triathlon community as an athlete and as a, you know, trying to promote the sport. And so now you're in a position where the, the lens is pretty narrow sponsorship stakes, all that. You got to do a good job. Yeah. Uh, so how'd it go? You're on, you're on, you're on a rinky dink bike with a rinky dink camera. I, mean, I, think, <laughs> I think my images looking back were probably equal to the shitty camera and the shitty moto that I was on. Um, and, and, and I got to re- you know, I got to, I got to make a statement. It wasn't a, it wasn't a shitty bike. It was, it was a fine motorcycle. It just wasn't, you know, the big old BMWs that were, were also present. Um, I don't want to, you know, um, disparage my moto driver because she was, she was amazing. And we had, we had a great day out there. Um, you know, because she, she was a, she's a local legend. She's there almost every single year as a volunteer moto driver. Um, and we had a great time and, um, uh, but you know, I learned a lot. Um, Kona is, is hot and, um, you know, and it's, and it's super bright and it's in the middle of the day and, you know, and, and, but to that point I had mostly just shot. Um, you know, 70.3 distance races that were all done by, you know, the pros 10, 1030, you know, you're at the finish line. Yeah. Um, 10, 1030, you're in the middle of the lava fields. Yeah. And um, it's, it's really bright and it's really hot and uh, it's a different style. It's yeah. different. Uh, you got different settings you got to use on the camera. That, <laughs> got that, to know, you know Yeah. So, you know, I, uh, I had to do a lot more editing than normal to try to make them look good. Yeah. Um, you know, um, but it, but it, but it was awesome. It was an, it was an awesome experience and um, it set me up for a lot of other really fun uh, adventures in the future when it came to me being on the big island, mm. um, uh, you know, with, with Ironman and all the other athletes. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, the other thing that comes to my mind when you, when you talk about an experience like, you know, Chrissy going to then Kona's in the world of, uh, 
you know, done a little bit of writing for trial runner and stuff. And like, I would call it freelance. It's always like, there has to be something on the horizon. And so I'm always fascinated with the process of like, there has to be something it's always and and you correct me if I'm wrong here, you live in this world much more than I do, but it's pay it forward, you know, like go and have an experience and then tell the story like a journalist would. Um, so how was the process then of like, you know, you've escalated to Kona and now it's like, yeah, I gotta keep this ball rolling. What did that look like? You know, as far as, not fast forwarding all the way to current, but you know, well, the, you know, I, I figured out really quick that, that I wasn't making any money ah, doing, money. doing this. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, and that trips to, uh, you know, Kona are, are expensive <laughs> and, um, you know, and so that became the next, um, you know, goal yeah. moving into the, I guess uh, you could say my first real year of, trying to do this for a living. Yeah. And, um, you know, I had come from somewhat of a, of a sales and marketing background. Um, and I realized that, uh, that the industry, um, was, was handling or approaching photographers really odd mm. in, in my opinion, mm. you know, basically what would happen is, and it still happens to this day. Um, but you would, uh, you know, you'd go to a race as a photographer and, um, and you, you mean, shoot the event. And then all of a sudden, you know, brands would, would reach out to you and they would, they would reach out to every other photographer that was at the race. Mm -hmm. And, um, they would just try to buy a photo from you, you know, mm -hmm. or one or two photos of the winner, mm -hmm. you know, cause mm -hmm. unless you won, you weren't really marketing, mm -hmm. they, you know, they weren't marketable. Mm -hmm. And so, um, then it just became a bidding war between the photographers and uh, you know, cause there was four or five, you know, photographers there and they all had pictures of the winner, yeah. and, you know? So then it became a, okay. Um, how much am I willing to lose my soul on this, on this sale to yeah. make money? You yeah. Know? And uh, sometimes I would win the, the, the bidding war and sometimes I wouldn't. And, um, but I always took note when I lost and, uh, and I'd always know the companies that I lost to. Um, and so, you know, two or three months down the road, um, I would look through the Trimax when, when print was still a thing mm -hmm. and I would look at the ads mm -hmm. and I would look at, uh, where those ads, uh, those pictures were taken mm -hmm. and then I would get the photo credit. And so I would know, okay, well, this photographer mm -hmm. either had a better relationship, mm -hmm. had a better picture. Mm -hmm or just sold it for cheaper. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and so then I would learn, you yeah. know, and, you know, sometimes I'm like, okay, clearly they sold it for cheaper. Yeah. Um, because it's a bike ad mm -hmm. and, uh, it's a, you know, finish line picture, Yeah, you know, or it's a running ad and it's a picture of them on a bike. And so then I, um, you know, started to take the approach with the, you know, brand managers and started to, work with them directly on better ways to be more efficient with, um, you know, their marketing spends and what their goals and objectives were. Mm. Um, and so that led me into a, a different route than most photographers would take. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and that, that was very successful for the next couple of years in the sport Yeah. until other photographers started to figure out what I was doing. Mm -hmm. and then underbidding me on that mm -hmm. yeah and, and in that way i think you just hit the nail on the head but that was the, the kind of the follow-up there is uh that's helping to grow the sport really i mean you're helping to share the experience by getting to know the industry and, and there's always you know it happens in medicine as well but there's 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 um physiologists out there and there's people who are like spanning the the marketing the business plus you know, the medicine. And this is yeah. a similar thing that you've just described, which I love, which is helping to bring the athletes into the fold by going directly to, you know, you have to make a living as well. So you have to, you have to, have to follow the money to a degree and then create relationships with who's driving the sport, which I think put, you know, puts you in a really, really cool position to have an impact for athletes, but also for the community, you know, you're bringing people into the fold and, and, and it helps the, the brands as well. Yeah, the, the goal was always, you know, how do we become more efficient at mm. this? You know, you, you're 
a brand with that makes a, a great product mm -hmm. and that product is utilized by this amazing athlete mm -hmm. how do we share that message more effectively mm -hmm. you know and those were the the conversations on the back end that i would have with the brand managers mm -hmm. and the marketing departments mm -hmm. inside these these um you know companies mm -hmm. and um where i felt like it was very reactive when i first started mm -hmm. it became very more purposeful mm -hmm. and thought provoked versus you know oh my gosh there's this athlete they've won what are we going to do with this yeah it was we would go into races with you know in seasons with plans yeah. of, of how we're going to be effective in this marketing yeah this particular product and this athlete and you know athletes would appreciate that a lot more um and i think that's ultimately where i found my success at first mm -hmm. was really helping the athlete become um, more thoughtful in their sponsorship with mm -hmm. the partners mm -hmm. that they were working with mm -hmm. and being more time sensitive to their needs mm -hmm. um, so that the athlete could, you know, achieve all of the things that they needed to achieve from a contract standpoint um, in times that weren't so crucial to their training. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's almost almost as if acting as a really good manager for the, the athlete to a degree, because it's like you're creating and helping to create a campaign. Uh, you know, I you just know. I I try to do my <laughs> best to relay the importance of both sides. Yeah, you know, um, I would help the brand managers understand where the athlete was coming from mm -hmm. in the pre-planning stages, and I would help the athlete understand that hey, you know, you are getting paid for this, so mm -hmm. like fuck up and deal with it you know <laughs> yeah. like we'll, we'll we'll be really efficient with this yeah let's just get it done yeah and uh and i think that was appreciated by by all groups yeah um and 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 that led to a lot of um you know business yeah you know because i think athletes really appreciated that and yeah. so when they were asked by their new sponsors hey we got to do this they would go to them and say yeah that's great but you know i, I want air to be yeah. the photographer on there yeah so yeah yeah, yeah which super helps the the mar the marketing piece the, the the brand manager piece um it's dynamic you know we see the industry swing in multiple directions of uh um you know whether we're talking about inclusivity or you know there's all sorts of ebb and flow of a market uh um if you were to take a cross-section of where things are now and and how you're um you know, proactively trying to help what you just described, help bring athletes through that journey, through a campaign, and then also uh, not necessarily be reactive to what the market's doing, but where, where are things currently, do you think, in your mind, as far as, you know, the, the brand manager's brains of the of the industry? And that could be endurance sport or just triathlon. Um, you know, that's a good question. Um, I think I, I think we're in a, in a pullback um, stage. Mm where um you know I, I feel like social media definitely pushed the boundaries on you know realistic um camp on unrealistic campaigns and um what were true engagements and what weren't true engagements mm -hmm. and um you know i think um, if you if you look back at campaigns you know a couple of years ago or even really a year ago um, everybody was just throwing spaghetti on a wall and because, you know, because the algorithms were there and, you know, privacies on phones didn't exist and, you know, and, and everything was just being viewed and it was great and it was awesome. And, and then, you know, data started to come out and they're like, whoa, 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 this is not, you know, effective, mm. you know, and, uh, maybe throwing spaghetti up against a wall isn't the greatest cool anymore yeah um you know um let's go back and actually figure out what stuck yeah versus what fell yeah. flat on the flat on its butt yeah yeah um you know and so where i see the industry now when it comes to campaigns is um you know they're they're getting a lot more tight uh with campaigns and more purposeful and more thoughtful with what they're doing and why mm. um you know you've you've got some really smart intelligent 
young, uh, you know, individuals in these, um, you know, companies that really know how to run numbers mm -hmm. when it comes to digital campaigns mm -hmm. and what works and what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's a combination of that and, um, you know, the creatives, um, you know, trying to keep things real mm -hmm. um, when it comes to the the campaigns that we're creating and, and we're, we're pitching to, to companies. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, I, and I think you'll start to see more real campaigns versus just, just, things that are just so far-fetched you're just like oh man i can't even go from there. hot air yeah 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 that unique we were talking <laughs> offline just a second ago about unique listeners and i you know when we use the word real maybe that's what we're also saying is like relatable um uh I, I, yeah not the know. real on an instagram feed that you know gets a lot of views but no engagement but yeah. real is in um you know and i use i use you as a perfect example of that because I think where marketing and where marketing dollars are going to be spent is in the macro community mm. um, with people that really do have influence mm. where people instead of, um, oh, that person's cool. Um, I want to be them. It's I trust that individual mm. and I trust their opinion. Mm. And if they say something, I'm going to believe it mm -hmm. because That's I nice. know them. And I've got a history with them and I know what they're saying is going to be good for me. Yeah. That's, I wonder, and that's nice of you to say, and I also, it, it spurs the question of like human interaction at a yeah. very basic level of like, we want to be my, my, not my ethos, but my thought as a, as a provider, as a coach athlete, we all want to be part of something a and B like, we, we want to feel good about it. You know, it's got to pass the stench test. Like yeah. it's, it has to feel good. Um, and so that, that, you know, and I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about the, the, the debt, the, you know, print, uh, and now digital and, and, and that community piece, because community to me is, is everything. Yeah. It really is. Like mm -hmm. I volunteer a bucket load of time purely to help people, yeah. you know, purely to just be part of the community. It gives me juice to race hard, all that jazz. Um, but I do think at a basic level, we still, as humans, like we still kind of crave being part of something. And, 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 and now that, you know, not that print is in person, but there's something about the tangible flipping of a page that, you know, in, in undergrad, I sold ads for in the outdoor industry for an outdoor print magazine. And it was like the best job I ever had in my life. Cause I had to be told no. And, you know, and then go to events and like be at events and be part of something and see people face to face. Um, and so I guess where I'm going with this long winded intro is, is kind of, the community piece, I think that 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 dovetails well to what you're saying there, and then slow twitch, um, because again, I think community is huge. You know, whether we're talking about selling ads or we're talking about uh, being part of something, uh, it's got to be believable, relatable, and real. Yeah. Um, and uh, brand loyalty is, you know, through that era that you just talked about of like throwing spaghetti at the wall. I think I think a lot of brands lost some folks um, because there's probably a little bit of just like whoa, like where we swung the pendulum too far in the wrong direction, and those folks will come back. But where I'm going with this is now community-wise, um, for folks that are listening that aren't familiar with Slow Twitch, and I transparently um, haven't read the mission statement recently, but Eric has just become the owner, yeah, uh, CEO of of Slow Twitch, which is. Uh, what is slow twitch? What? What? <laughs> I am one of well, those we're obviously, we're obviously something that has failed because Andrew, who has been a triathlete for many no, minutes, start, hold on. doesn't know what slowtwitch.com is. So this is a great, this will lead into the importance of community and trust and you know where you get your information and why that's important um i know, you know slow twitch is awesome because eric's part of it <laughs> and that's all that really matters is that i trust it because it's awesome because eric's part of it okay well what, I what is slow twitch.com well slow twitch.com it's it's a new site and so you know think about a a new site with um reddit combined love it because, um, you know, the, the thing that, that slow twitch is from a unique standpoint is it's a, it's a huge, in our sport, 
and in the rest of the world it's puny um but it it's a it's a very large community um within the triathlon world and uh we've got a, a form with um just over a hundred thousand users on it and uh it's it's old it's like 22 21 years old 21 22 years old yeah um we're about 13 million posts deep yeah which means that over 13 million times someone has decided to log in be somewhat thoughtful type something and then hit post yeah um which is which is pretty amazing yeah that 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 exists in in our community and i think you know that's where and, and this kind of goes back to a little bit of why people are coming back to the macro community is because for the longest time when it came to ad campaigns um, and marketing in general, everything was just pushed to the consumer. You know, we've we've definitely, especially with some of the politics over the last couple of years and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, we've lost the ability to have communication with yeah. each other. Yeah. And we've lost the ability to understand other people's opposite opinions of, yeah. of things. Yeah. And to be able to respectfully talk about those. Yeah. And be disagreeable, yet still friends. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where Slow Twitch has always been unique from a news site, but also within our forum and our community is that we're able to gather things that we feel are interesting from a news perspective, from a where the sport is going perspective, where we think the sport should go. And then we're able to allow our community to talk about it yeah, and, and be open to talk about yeah. it um, freely yeah, and, and be able to have those differences of opinions and, and, and be able to see that. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's, what's really cool about slow twitch and the community that's on slow twitch is um, you know, we've, we've been kind of labeled as the gold standard when it comes to news and, and article reviews. And then we allow our, our community to, you know, talk about those things. Yeah. And we're able to get a really good pulse on what's going on yeah. in our community and where it's headed. Yeah. Um, and then we take that information and we, we try to do our best to, you know, inform our partners on where that information is going. Yeah. You know, what products they're making that the community likes. Yeah. What products that they're making that our community doesn't like. Yeah. And why they don't like them and how they can make them better. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it feels so honest and rich in that uh, echo chambering or, or like, you know, you get on certain uh, corners of sport training circles, even, for example, like at a, at a morning master swim you know everybody's kind of doing the same thing wearing the same goggles doing the same jazz so it's like it's really cool to have a space um where it can just be open and honest and it's like hey we're not i mean like it's okay to not agree on some stuff like that I, that 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 when i when i when i zoom out on that whole thing even within the realm of triathlon or, or maybe utmb or you know get into the trail stuff like um it's really nice to have a space where it can just be kind of free-flowing and honest and i think that's something yeah. that is is um uh, uh in the in the in the the larger public space within maybe social media and stuff it's it's kind of um looked down upon if there's you know some some uh, uh criticism or, or argument but now we're saying if i'm understanding you correctly it's like and we could be talking about a bike, you know, we're not, we're not necessarily talking about yeah. something that's going to, um, but, but it's, it's a space to be honest and be vulnerable to ask questions. And, you know, maybe it gets yeah. torn to shred, but there's some OGs on the site because it's been around for so long that that's how the sport in my mind continues to go too without mentorship. And because the, the site is so old, um, there's users that have 50,000 posts. Yeah, they're just on all day. It's like, they're, do, do you work? Like, like, I, I, I wonder. Like, I wonder. You know? still online. Um, but, but that's great, right? And, you're they, like, and they bring such meaningful things to the community. That's the Reddit you know, part. You know? Oh, yeah. They're well-informed. They're <laughs> yeah. well-educated. 
they're nice, um, you know, and they, they help us keep the community that way. Yeah. You know, because if there's shenanigans going on, yeah, you know, they notify us yeah. because yeah, yeah. they're just, a, you know, they're probably more passionate about it than we are. And they I still mean, live there. You know, the, oh, the, you've got the I OGs. Mean, you're that talking are like, about 20 years on average, four posts a day. It's crazy. Yeah. You go to a road ride and there's like the, the like the, you know, the guy that's been racing Cat 1-2 for like ever uh and still cares about biking he's like hey yeah. get on the other side of the fog line you're gonna get hit i've yeah. seen it happen like you gotta have those people yeah. in endurance sport otherwise it's like you know people people do leave or get hurt or, or get offended or whatever yeah. so it's uh i think that's pretty unique about what you just described because i can't think of any other space in person or online you know i think like the mountaineers organization up in washington where i'm from and they had a degree of that where if you took your abbey one or two with those guys it was led by volunteers and it was really good information and if you're out of line like tell you to go home yeah (laughs) yeah you know and we and we do you know there's no you know you can we we love different opinions on on the forum um but we don't tolerate assholes. Yeah. You know, yeah, you, yeah, there's, yeah. there's a point where, you know, you can take your toy and go home. And, uh, you know, we, I feel like we're very generous when we, and when it comes to, um, you know, there's, there's rules, there's articles on, you know, how to participate. And, uh, you know, we, we, we give a lot of strikes, a lot of warnings, and then, and then it's just, you're done, you know, and uh, you're no longer welcome, um, you know, within the community because you just need to take the toy and go home. Yeah. Uh, and, and some of those individuals, they, you know, they apologize and come back and, you know, we welcome them and, um, you know, and then other ones just, you know, take their toy and they leave and that's fine. Um so yeah got it got it yeah um but slow twitch has always been you know for the last 10 years it's been a big part of my life because um you know i just recently acquired it about four months ago from dan enfield who's the founder who's still the publisher everybody that worked at slow twitch as a contributor um you know is still there um my my goal my job is to assist them Mm. um you know it's just it's more hands on deck now um because clearly um they've done a good job keeping it you know and uh but it was a big part of my life because that's where i got all of my media credentials from and that's where i was able to post my photos yeah and you know um but it, it got to a point where you know, Dan needed to, to sell it. Um, and, uh, it was a good, uh, succession, um, you know, story, um, because even though I continue to understand new things every day mm. about how the site functions and what our community is like, mm. um, I, he felt like I was the only one that really understood what the site was. Yeah. and where the site needed to go yeah and yeah. so it was a great opportunity for me it was a great opportunity for him yeah. and everybody else who's a contributor and uh, we've got some really fun exciting things that we're slowly going to start doing over the next sure. couple of years sure to continue the legacy of what the site is and what's important to the community that that exists on it 24 seven 365 and there's no better person and this is a, a, a to give a huge credit to you like it's similar to what we talked about with chrissy wellington i mean um you will see often you know so I, i'm i'm and I'm, I'm guided a couple athletes in a coaching capacity who you know they work in the in the in the biz, business industry of of taking over a company and reshaping it and making it successful and selling it and moving on the really neat thing about the future for slow twitch is that you're so ingrained in the community. I mean, like you know so many athletes and you've been part of their peak of their career, the decline of their career, maybe the retirement of their career and the people that are just coming into sport. And so it's really cool and and fitting that that Dan would entrust it to somebody who's, again, coming from behind the lens. You know, it's like, this is not coming from necessarily like, 
you know, here's a briefcase full of money. I want in. This is like coming from, you know, something that you, you have benefited from as well as a photographer. And so it's like, you, you, you give a damn. You know, <laughs> and I, I think was, giving a damn is, is, is important. Like I, you have to make money, but it, 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 you know, I was worried about yeah. that. Um, you know, I was worried about what the reaction would be, yeah. um, you know, because it's, it's, it's not like everyone likes me, you know, there's plenty of people that don't like me. Um, I can be pretty, you know, harsh at times and blunt and, you know, there's just people that don't like that. And, um, you know, obviously too, you know, I mean, I've adapted over the years to be less that way as I've grown up and, you know, become older and learn things and, you know, learn that you just need to be more patient at times, you know, and until it gets really I bad. Wish we were doing, I wish we were doing video now. And so then you, you just, face when he says, you know, then you, you know, um, you, you, you still gotta really learn how to defend yourself when somebody's just completely coming over. But at the same time, um, you know, I made a lot of dumb mistakes. Um, earlier in my career that you know really pissed people off and you know um and so but i was i was a little nervous at first when we announced the acquisition and what um but i was i was generally surprised with how well it went yeah. and um you know and and it does it 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 you know dan and i really thought we were making the right moves yeah um and it was nice to 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 have that echoed yeah. uh, when it was announced. And um, so that's been really positive for both of us. Yeah. Um, you know, there's been zero buying remorse and zero <laughs> selling remorse <laughs> thus far. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that that, that will change. At yeah. all. You know, um, we've got, we've got a great community. Um, we've got a great opportunity ahead of us and um, some great people that work on the project yeah no doubt and uh, you know the the yin and the yang I mean, uh, Patagonia just put out this thing on jerry lopez who's like mr pipeline and he was talking about his early years of becoming mr pipeline like uh, you know kind of a badass surfer who got that way by taking waves from a lot of people and and it's not to absolve people of uh doing wrong things or maybe being a little bit too aggressive but i think that's sometimes part of people's brilliance and then it's fine-tuned over the years you know you talk to jerry now in his 70s and he's like man was kind of an asshole uh, but that was kind of part of his development of like he was just really passionate and so um yeah there's a bit of a a, a, a mellow side and a fiery side that i think uh has you know i think probably led you to this moment of now looking down the line of well, as you said gradual shifts maybe in the future of slow twitch but um definitely what, shifts selfishly what i am most curious about because i you know skate ski eskimo at heart i'm a triathlete yeah but also trail run a ton um there's a shift going on in trail running for sure right now um and so selfishly i'm like is slow twitch gonna stay in the realm of and we're seeing other you know purchases of utmb and all this jazz and there's a lot of stuff swir swirling around um is is slow twitch going to remain in the triathlon space or expand its scope of coverage and uh well i i think you 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 said it perfectly earlier, just a, a second ago, where you described not only you, but most endurance athletes mm -hmm. and particularly triathletes. And that is, is they do other things. Yeah. And uh, they've, they've done other things for a really, really long time. Yeah. And um, where we have failed is um, following those things. Got you it. know, we've, we've, we've done our best to tell our partners, you know, Hey, these guys trail run, yeah. you know, these guys buy gravel bikes, yeah, yeah. you know, like this is what we're seeing. Yeah. Um, but we haven't done a great job at, at consistently covering those types of events. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that, you know, COVID happened. Yes. You know, because we had a lot of plans, you know, three years ago, um, where I was really going to start diving into a lot of coverage of those events and all those events just went away, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, part of me says we've failed at it. Um, but at the same time, we, we had plans, mm -hmm. but we just couldn't execute on those because no one could execute on them. Yeah. Um, and so we do, um, you know, we're not going to go away from, 
our roots. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this kind of goes back to what I said earlier is, is I'm here to add. Mm. And so we will, we will be adding coverage mm-hmm. of trail runs and gravel races. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, so we're working really closely with groups like, um, you know, Lifetime Fitness, who's doing just some awesome things in the gravel world. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're working closely with, you know, Iron Man, who is, um, you know, shaking up the trail running scene mm-hmm. quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so far they haven't ruined it, <laughs> um, you know, and they, and, and I, and I know, I know those individuals that are responsible to handle the trail stuff and they're, they're solid deep rooted individuals that are passionate about sports, Um, you know, Paul huddle. And, you know, I mean, that team is just like, you want to talk about guys that love sport and love the pureness of sport. It's them. Yeah. And so looking very forward to working closely with them at covering more of those events. Yeah. Um, It's exciting. You know, the one thing that, is not up to us that we hope um, is is whether or not our community um, is really interested in that. Yeah. And, you know, we've got to, you know, train our community to continue to be more open mm-hmm. uh, and let more people in. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we've got to, we've got to do a better job at uh, monitoring our form for the assholes uh-huh. that keep those people away. Yeah. No gatekeeping. Yeah. And, um, you know, and invite more users to our community Yeah, and get them, you know, there and get them comfortable yeah. and get them things that are interested yeah. for them to look at. Yeah. And so we've got to take things down to a little bit more of a kindergarten level yeah. is what I like to call it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is going to irritate some of the people that have been there for years uh-huh. you know, because they know how to tie their shoes. Yeah. Um, but we're hoping that they, um, you know, are patient yeah. um, with us doing that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 I think um, the people that have been around for a long time, yeah, might be some frustration there. But it does full circle back to that community. And it's like you got some people that have been around for a long time. And just yeah. bearing in mind that those those kindergartners, man, like they're looking up to you. Like they uh, – you got to show them the way. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, you know, if, if you're an ass – you yeah, know, they're yeah, gonna go home and yeah. tell their parents to cry and not yeah. come back. So I think there needs yeah. to be some compassion and uh and I'm also you know. you know looking forward to working with you know groups like USAT more yeah. with you know trying to understand why they're so focused on the Olympics instead of drawing the sport and what their yeah. plans are to be a top funnel when it comes to new triathletes yeah. in their sport because right now you know, you've got Ironman, mm-hmm. you've got, you know, the PTO, everyone's just, you know, feeding the bottom part of the pipeline. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, you've got groups like Clash that are starting to learn that their main opportunity is to be a, a really top funnel mm-hmm. with short course, getting mm-hmm. people into the sprints, the mm-hmm. Olympics and mm-hmm. You know, they've got an amazing opportunity to do well mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but when you've got big groups like Lifetime Fitness that have gone away from those races, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's kind of left up to the super leagues of the world and the clashes of the world and trying to work with them of, of really trying to support them. It's a unique model. You know, I just got back from Norway working as a physio with the, with the, with the U.S. Nordic team and, and ch- talking and seeing other programs. We are a unique society in the U.S., where you know there is a uh, private equity component over uh, here. Yeah. Oh, we're all freaking money hungry, man. No one is. No one <laughs> so, is long term. Drives me nuts. So like everyone is for the dollar. Yes. What he, yes. Yes. What he said. Well, uh, where, where, where I was going with that. Yeah. I mean, like to the tune of developing the whole athlete and uh, uh, looking maybe at the Norwegian model that people are uh, obsessed with talking about right now for various reasons. Um you know, trying to just take some model and plug and play over here, it ain't going to work. You know, we mm-hmm. have, we have to work with industry because God bless America. Like it's, you know, we're, we're like, it's, it's, it, 
there is a solution uh, for development and for creating a nice pathway that will lead to gold medals. Um, but we'll also like, you know. But Warren we're... Buffett's also America. And that guy <laughs> is long term, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, yeah. there's, there's decisions <laughs> that are made. Yeah. And, and we've got to get these big organizing bodies to go back to some of the basics yeah. if they are going to have a chance at surviving five years from now. Yeah, absolutely. And they've got to see that. There's some give and take. Yes. Yeah. There's some give and take that I think that uh, they'll, they'll, yeah, it, it will get to it. It'll come to a head if it hasn't already, where there's, yeah. there's, there's just going to have to be some honest uh, business oriented conversations, but we can't end on that note. No, anyway, let's get some. Well, we're going <laughs> to, but we can because we're going to do things about it. Right. And that's going to be inspiring. Slowtwitch.com. That's where I'd pay attention. It's going to be good. <laughs> or you win on, on, uh, on the social. So you can keep up with, uh, uh all my meat all my, eating. That's what I, all my <laughs> pictures. Yeah. If you are vegan or vegetarian and curious about meat, check out Ewin. So we, we, we love you we, we i don't necessarily agree but i do love you and uh i respect it oh my of. gosh uh seriously though check out um slowtwitch.com it is um you know you could spend five minutes or the rest of your day you know there's a lot there's a lot on there and it's awesome and it's going to evolve and it's a good place to get information. And it's a huge, very cool, very genuine endurance community. So um, we're also going to help Andrew get a heater in his house and first, uh, potentially a new treadmill. First lot, first podcast I've done with somebody uh, here in my I'm house. Shivering. We, I'm freezing. We're all about in this house, uh, you know, uh, suffering the door was open earlier i <laughs> shut it and then i was like that's this is cold that's a better note that's a better note to end on folks wow. do it the hard way wow. <laughs> the Andrew fast podcast <laughs> all right see y'all down the line eric thank you for being here you're welcome <laughs>